er dyn i kór. Er en eitgæls, er en geital sést á fyrkinn fólkjur og uppgerir. Kúlútur spesjöld þau rafjökna herin þakka hórið. Askibrínagas gvím bannagtagas gagbannagt dumtagir er gagrótum eikar sjúragi. Í síntökun rað eikar af hann meitsjátt inn í innan feilóir agas fólki með hennis sæfínu rauðar fátt. Dear friends, it's a very great pleasure to, for me to welcome members, supporters, indeed founders, distinguished of the club and distinguished Olympians and community neighbours of Skibberine Rowing Club to Oris and Uchtron. And in particular, Sabina and I are so pleased that it gives us the opportunity to celebrate with all of you today the historic achievements of an extraordinary club. A club that, since its foundation on Arm Buniagi, has achieved so much, and which includes, in its most recent period, the extraordinary, nationally appreciated achievements of Paul and Gary O'Donovan and the 2016 summer. The very fact that it is today that we're celebrating, I think, maybe needs just a little explanation, because it is for the very best of reasons. It was a testament to their commitment and dedication that the O'Donovan brothers were unable to attend the reception we had here in Oris and Uthron for Team Ireland that we had in August 1916, as they insisted on joining their club colleagues, Aoife Casey, Emilio Hegarty, Mark O'Donovan, Shane O'Driscoll and Fintan McCarthy at the World Rowing Championships. And while today provides me, as President of Ireland, it gives me the opportunity to celebrate the extraordinary success of Irish rowing and the vital contribution the Skibbereen Rowing Club has, which has been so evident in the performance of the Irish team at every major regatta. I think, deserving of a special mention of a parish which was famous for generations among all parishes for its butter, is now even more famous. <laughs> is now even more famous as a producer of rowing championships. The parish of Affadown. Affadown, a boot on Yemiston Rawikat. Today, let us honor all athletes and those who support them, but very in particular those who are those of, of the rowing community. Mark and Shane have led the way by winning gold at all three World Rowing Cup regattas, the European Championships, and only six weeks ago in the sweltering heat of the World Championships in Florida. Let us pay tribute too to Denise Walsh for her inspirational performances this year, in particular at the European Championships in Czechia. Denise, the grit and determination you showed in the final quarter of the race was as they would say, formidable. Over one year ago in Rio de Janeiro, the O'Donovan brothers brought Irish rowing to the attention of the world in an extraordinary way. And to see them on the podium collecting their medals was an enormously proud, uplifting moment for lit the whole country. <laughs> yeah. I think... The authenticity of their commitment, their good humour and the pleasure they so clearly took in their sport lifted the spirits of people not only here at home but also around the world. 
there was something very special, human and authentic, about their account of their effort, uh, their preparation for it, and the honest pleasure of having achieved an excellence that put them together with the best in the world. We were also proud. History records, of course, that the first rowing club on this island was founded in 1836 by students of Trinity College, Dublin. History also records that the Skibbereen Rowing Club was founded in 1970 and joined what is now Rowing Ireland in 1971. And I'm glad the precedent is here. In a short period of time, since 1970, you have amassed more national rowing championships than any other club, including some of those who have existed for over a century and a half. You haven't been wasting your time. <laughs> now, well, I, now, I explain if we compare our Thinking of comparisons, I had occasion very recently to reflect on the extraordinary record, on this extraordinary record, on my recent visit to Australia, New Zealand. We only came back last Monday evening. While I was in Melbourne, a city of nearly four million people, I had a view of a section of the banks of the Yarra River, a 150-mile-long river, which contained not less than six rowing clubhouses, all very well appointed, I was told. And while the river itself was crowded with racing shells and singles, doubles and quads, I was encouraged to compare this to Skibbereen and its surrounding townlands, an area of 11,000 people and its 21-mile length of the River Illen. And yet, for all their advantages, the rowing clubs of Melbourne returned the same number of medals as Skibbereen for its country in the, re in the recent Olympic Games. Now, yeah. This brought lengthy observations that rushed quickly to the lips of my executive assistant, Kevin McCarthy. <laughs> who was very well and who seemed in remarkably well informed at these comparisons. <laughs> now, Skibbereen uh, is probably best known in places abroad, that is until now, as the site of events that are immortalised, of course, in a famous but poignant song. And I had occasion to reflect on that more tragic part of our history when I heard that we will be hearing a performance by Shawnee O'Brien here today of Dear Old Skibbereen. Indeed, uh, as I was preparing for many of my other speeches in Skibbereen in New Zealand and Australia, and indeed a couple of years ago in the United States, I looked at the Skibbereen statistics. Skibbereen and Skull were known as two famine-slain sisters of the South. That's how they were described in the, in the nation newspaper at the time. And I worked it out that most of the people who died died in the spring of 1847, about two-thirds of those who died then, about one person in eight of the populations, 22,241 is one figure be between 1 September of 46 and September of 47. And of the, and the interesting thing too, for those of you who are here, all thankfully with us, 997 people immigrated. Uh, 535 of them to the United States, they were all the people near the sea, and 262 went to England, 
they went on a, in a slow route. So it is very important also that we will have that song and we have the background to it now, so therefore you'll be able to know what, you're on, what we're on about. The song itself was written by Patrick Carpenter, a poet and a native of Skibbereen who immigrated to the United States. He was one of the ones I mentioned, one of the 535 families. And his works appeared in journals in America, The Pilot and the Irish World. The pilot, I, when I was giving lectures in Boston, as Dola pointed out, Pilot would have ads in it because the post-famine, the famine migrants scattered around the United States and they weren't very good, some of them even at English and writing. And they would put in an ad to say, did you see so-and-so, he has red hair and freckles, last seen and so forth. And the pilot is full of ads of people tracing people. So that's the song. But the, I think the, the quiet grave, the, 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 the lamenting father that is in the song, sits in the Abbey Cemetery just across the road, the river, across the River Illen from your clubhouse. So we've gone full circle. Now, the cemetery with the famine dead buried beneath it ranks as a stark reminder of what was referred to locally for so long as Blinton on the Rochwil, the years of the bad time which Ireland suffered during the Gurtamore. As to rowing itself, it has an older history than the establishment of these clubs I have been mentioning. The volume edited by Christopher McCarrick, The Traditional Boats of Ireland, History, Folklore and Construction, reminds us that the use of the rowing corrock and navogue long predates the establishment of any formal clubs. Our ancestors may well have tested themselves against the elements and each other, braving the open oceans in boats carefully made with animal hides and frames of willow and hazel to race along the coasts of Cork, Kerry, Clare, Galway, Mayo and Donegal. And that's a very important heritage we share with people all over the world, coastal people. We were people of the sea, and I once wrote in a poem, is that we're all from very sea beginnings. It's on the sea we came. This lineage and heritage, I think, may have something to do in a kind of rediscovered native genius that is represented here today for competitive international rowing, given the contemporary expression by not only your club and the athletes assembled here today, but the influence you've had and the example you've given to clubs across this island. But the heritage could never only explain a tiny part of it. The success of the athletes and the, across the whole of Ireland and the wider world is above all else the result of dedication, discipline, resolve, relentless work on the River Illin, possessing a certain disposition of the mind which is capable of impelling the body to do extraordinary things, even when it is exerted to its very limits. And for those who row in teams of two, four and eight, the capacity to work together towards a common goal. Now, there are those of you who were, have expressed this to the world in more graphic language. That is all I'll have to say that will never be forgotten at Whitman's. But I think that the, such a, the successes that we're celebrating, that I'm honouring, it's a tribute to those who coach, who instruct, 
who encourage, who train, who prepare, who counsel, and who perhaps most importantly impart a certain persistence in athletes for demanding competitions in sometimes difficult conditions. Skibbereen and indeed Ireland has been fortunate that Dominic Casey has fulfilled that role over many years, shaping generations of rowers and producing to date, how many can say it, five Olympians and numerous international athletes. A three slim ochrihu Dominic Casey, asan made the top winch marks and made the agent after course athlete than a heron. I have been told that the defining characteristics of the Skibbereen rower that we've seen in international competitions, perseverance in the face of setbacks, a steady faith in their own ability and a confidence that through hard work they can overcome any obstacle, has been installed by Dominic over years. I also note that the nurturing support to the encouragement of friends and neighbours and family is also crucial to undertaking what can be a gruelling process of training and preparation. It is so often parents, grandparents, aunts and uncles and brothers and sisters who provide that first interest in sport, in a sport and who sustain that engagement throughout the athlete's life. And it is surely also the case that a club like your own could only continue through the tireless work of volunteers, as many of whom are friends and family. So whether it be organising and stewarding regattas and other events, maintaining buildings, I was glad to see the caretaker here, fundraising, I met one of those extraordinary people, the treasurer, often carried out at weekends and through long winter evenings. The dedicated work of volunteers is vital. And the success of your club and its contribution to the country's sporting success is a tribute to all of the efforts of those volunteers. So three slim lobis gam weekis lobas on medita shivyena ervasat yonok. In this new golden era of Irish rowing, many of our athletes have now become role models for a new generation of young rowers. Agus quishahas anam grini di oganana velian bukliis inina yetsan fuifung okflina dish. The importance of this exemplary effect can't be understated, as the examples of Timmy Harnady and Eugene and Richard Coakley, Irish rowing Olympians all, and Skibbereen rowers all, still inspire this generation of rowers. Elite athletes give rise not just only to other elite athletes by way of comparison, but also play a significant role in encouraging the participation of young people in sports. We know the participation in sport tends to decline in the teenage years. That's when clubs note numbers dropping off. But the efforts are made to ensure that children participate in sport from an early age throughout their education and in their adult life. And the examples that are on offer help this enormously. Maruk here, and I want to acknowledge the role of your athletes by their example and by their conduct, and what it has contributed, and the example it has given in inspiring young people to join not only rowing clubs, but also to participate in sport at all levels, and to keep it going at an appropriate level through life. And I want to acknowledge and commend the, the new initiative, Get Rowing, Get Going, that is being implemented by Rowing Ireland. Delighted that the president of Rowing Club, Rowing Ireland, is here. 
uh, from a very famous club, Tribesmen from Galway, <laughs> and our sport and also the Sports Islander here, integrating rowing into physical education classes in schools. That is so welcome. And I have no doubt that the continuing success of Sanita Porspura and Denise Walsh will encourage young women to participate in the programme. Now, Marfokalskir, I wish to thank all of you for the example your club has given to the country of what can be achieved when communities work together towards a common good. You've shown that when we come together at what we can do with dedication to a common purpose, and we can all of us accomplish great and remarkable feats. When I was talking about authenticity, every now and again it gets a, fear, a great expression. And I think that the community of Skibbereen, now going into the future, will not on, always be known as it is already as fierce-friendly, but it will be regarded fierce-friendly and fiercely athletic. Garamila Mahake is Barbanok and Tao Kaye.